RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. All right, we're all familiar with the supermarkets and the duopoly. We never hear the end of that and the cost of living crisis and eggs. So always banging on about the price of eggs. I saw a dozen for $15 the other day. Anyway, you don't want to hear any more of that. But there is a competitor. You don't hear too much about uh, this competitor, though I became aware of Soupy um, oh, about 18 months ago when I worked at the MBR because we, as a business publication, covered a few stories regarding Soupy. And I was, was kind of intrigued with the model, uh, an online-only supermarket. Sarah Bale joins me on Soupy's second birthday. It's your birthday today, Sarah. Yes, it is. It's so exciting to be here and chat with you. Um, two years old today, it's uh, been one heck of a journey so far. I bet it has. It must have flashed past, has it? <laughs> uh, something like that. Um, it feels like my life work uh, so far. So much has happened in the food space over the last couple of years, um, yeah. in particular with the Commerce Commission report. So, um, yeah, it's been a hell of a time, um, but really looking forward to the future and where we can take it from here. Okay. So, what, did you sit down some day with someone or at the kitchen table on your own thinking, I need to do something. I want to do something. Soupy. Was it like that? Not quite like that. It it really spun out of um, a few things that I've seen in the market, um, four things actually. So the first was around, you know, suppliers being treated unfairly in the market. We know that their businesses are becoming less viable just because of um you know, we have a duopoly market, so suppliers haven't been treated fairly and that's been going on for more than a decade now. Um, secondly, from a consumer perspective, this the idea for Soupy came before COVID happened um, and online right. shopping in New Zealand was just non-existent, basically, I think. Countdown um, online sales were about 2% um, at the time and globally it was sitting around 30%. So, yeah, online shopping just wasn't a thing before COVID in New Zealand. Um, and, of course, that's because the duopoly never had to invest in that. People were more than happy to walk into a supermarket every week and do their shopping. And then the other kind of two things that were floating around in my head at the time was around the amount of food waste that we have in New Zealand. So we know that 45% of fruit and vegetables that are grown here in New Zealand um, for the local market don't make it to the supermarket duopoly because of the way that they look, they don't meet their uh, very high standards and specs. Um, yet we have more than 170,000 children living in food poverty. So I thought, what is a business model that could um, solve a whole bunch of these problems? How can we fix the food system? How can I do that? Um, and I happened to be walking um, Mount Cook at the time and I uh, thought actually an online supermarket um, with an alternative business model could take on uh, the supermarket duopoly um, and be able to build it up from the ground up without a whole bunch of, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of investment um, and really help Kiwis create some fairness in the food system. Um, and uh, after a couple of years of planning, um, yeah, we launched two years ago today. Yeah, 40, did you say 45% was that of fruit and vegetables? Yeah, that's right. Um, don't make it to sale. That's right. That's because incredible. Because they don't meet the length or the width or the 
the shape or the the color um, that's required by the supermarket jewel plate. Their specs are incredibly high. I mean, is there any demand from the consumer, you know, to have it perfect? Because it, that just seems like such a huge waste. Yeah, it's an incredible amount of waste, and um, that all contributes to uh, CO2 emissions um, because it's being dumped, right? Uh, yes, yeah. a lot of it does go to animal feed. Um, but as I said before, when you've got so many children and families in food poverty, uh, it seems ridiculous that that's going to waste. So we need a system that redirects that to those people who are most in need. And to be honest, you know, that was my thinking four or five years ago now. It's gotten progressively worse. And yeah. um, what I've seen in the past six months is unbelievable in terms of food poverty in New Zealand and really how broken our food system is. Okay. Well, do you want to speak to that a bit more? What What have you seen? Yeah, it's it's been quite the journey, right? So even before the Commerce Commission happened, um, I spoke to a lot of suppliers. Um, one of the key issues at the time was, can we get suppliers on board to supply to Supi so that we can actually launch the supermarket? Everyone told me, no, it's not possible to do. Um, they're tied in with the supermarket duopoly, but being able to tell the story of what Supi is about, where we're trying to go, what we're trying to do for the food system, they are more than happy to come on board. Um, since then, we've had the Commerce Commission study who found that wholesale supply was an issue and now they've basically regulated uh, the duopoly to open up their wholesale supply. But uh, I didn't have that opportunity. Um, I had to do all the hard hard work to get yeah. suppliers on board. Um, yeah. But in going through that process, I, I heard so many stories about how hard it is to work with the supermarket duopoly, how to get their products on shelves, the costs associated with doing business. Um, it's it, There's no fairness in, in what's happening. Um, and I think what the Commerce Commission is doing in terms of a uh, grocery commissioner and putting together the code of conduct that will help suppliers to some extent. But I still believe that, you know, duopoly doesn't create uh, a fair playing field in the market. It, it doesn't work for suppliers. It doesn't work for consumers. Um, and what I'm still hearing today, like last month, for example, um, I was talking to a broccoli grower. They are becoming less viable um, to operate their business and they suspect that they'll be closing down soon and that we'll be starting to get some of our fresh vegetable supply, including broccoli from the likes of Australia. So importing more fresh produce um, will likely be a thing of our future, which is incredibly disappointing from a food security perspective. Like New Zealand needs to retain uh, growers. We need to be able to keep them viable businesses so that we're not reliant on international imports for our fresh produce. It, it seems ridiculous that when we can grow broccoli here in New Zealand, um, that we would uh, make our growers less viable um, and start importing it from the likes of Australia or elsewhere. So really disappointing to have heard that last month. And that's not solely because we have a supermarket duopoly. Um, there's other things like labour resourcing in uh, the price of land, but having a duopoly market who go, actually, it's cheaper to import broccoli from Australia than it is to grow it here. We're just going to do that because that's how we get bigger margins. So they're not interested in the food security piece at all um, mm. for our food system. So, yeah, I'm coming at this from a 
what does New Zealand need? How do we protect our market? How do we protect our growers? What can we do for New Zealand consumers um, rather than just the bottom line profit? Right. I understand. I can feel my blood pressure going up already <laughs> as you're talking there. My blood pressure is like that all the time, Paul. <laughs> i got my little machine back there just to keep it in check. I was talking to a grower in the Hawke's Bay just a day or so ago, and and he was concerned about um, soils around urban areas. For example, South Auckland is an example where some of the best-growing soil in the world has been concreted over. It's happening in places in the Hawke's Bay. So it's not as if we can't grow great food. And it seems that food security is for, it's a very important thing, isn't it? food security? I would like to think so, but our government really doesn't understand the issues, um, the fundamental issues in our food system. Um, They have taken what the Commerce Commission has said around competition and taken that as the truth, but they were really only looking at one part of the market and that's, is competition working well? It said, no, it's not. Um, These are our recommendations, but it's actually not looking at the wider picture of what is happening in our food system? Um, how can we ensure that Kiwis have access to affordable and healthy food? Um, because it has huge implications, right? It's If we can get more healthy food into households, educate uh, consumers around um, consuming healthy food, then we can actually reduce the burden on our health system, which sure. obviously has a whole bunch of issues at the moment. But we can make our economy more productive. We can make um, people more productive. Um just through providing healthy food or them being able to have access to affordable food. Um, and we've actually been uh, working with Hiroro Whaipanga, which is a study being conducted by the University of Auckland and the University of Otago. And this study, it's about 11 months in, but um, the study's all about how do we increase the metabolic score of um, our population um, through healthy New Zealand-grown food. And uh, it's been a really interesting study to be a part of because part of that is proving that uh, when you increase a metabolic score of people, then they do become more productive. They're able to go to work. They're not sick as much. It reduces that burden on the health system and so on. So, um, yeah, we can't just look at competition. It, it, it really, the government needs to go how does our food system work? Is that working well? What do we need to address the issues within that? How do we keep production here in New Zealand? Um, how do we make our population healthier? Yeah, that's a good food? one. <laughs> how do we yeah. make people healthier and, and save, you know, the black hole health? Is it health budget? It's more like a sickness budget sometimes. Um, have you had an opportunity, you know, you're talking about what sounds like a disconnect between the government and its priorities and the advice it gets um, from, let's say, a narrow point of view, purely competition. Have you had the opportunity to, you know, to talk to movers and shakers and, and try and persuade them? And if you have, you know, how's that been? Yeah, I mean, the conversations that I've had with government um, in opposition have been underwhelming uh, um, is probably the word that I'd use. Um, and that's because they're simply focused on what's the easiest way to look like they're making change in the system, um, which is where they've got to with, you know, uh, the code of conduct and uh, opening up wholesale supply from the duopoly. That is simply not going to change the food system. Um, I think it's probably in the too hard basket. Um, They're after 
you know, those easy small wins, those uh, So political, political window dressing, so it looks like they're doing something. But, yeah, absolutely. But by not fundamentally doing something, not really caring for the people, are they? Yeah, exactly. Um, as I said, we've got such a broken food system in New Zealand, um, but no one's really addressing it. Um, and that's why I thought at the time, um, you know, four or five years ago when I had this idea, I was like, the government is not going to solve this. It's going to be out to a business. It's going to take the private sector to do something about it. And I want to be able to create the change that I want to see in the food system here in New Zealand. So that's why Soapy exists. That's why I've ventured out on this. And it's more than just being an online supermarket, but this is really the beginning of something bigger. Um, and it won't just always be online. Um, oh, okay. But, but the intention is that, um, you know, our, our mission is to ensure that all Kiwis have access to affordable and healthy food, no matter their postcode. So this is something that we're building for New Zealand, for those who will never get a Costco if Audi comes to New Zealand, um, you know, the likes of uh, Gisborne or if you're in Invercargill or in Whangarei um, or on the west coast of the South Island, you're never going to get a Costco in your region. Um, that's not going to solve the problem, which is what the government is trying to do is they're saying, you know, we need a big international player to come to New Zealand and solve our problems for us. Um, but that will never solve the, the monopolies um, that we have in some of those regions where food is insanely more expensive than the cities. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what Soupy's intention is to do, is to make sure that no matter where in New Zealand you are, you have access to affordable food. And I imagine there's less wealth in those places that aren't served or priced like the city. So <laughs> here we go again, yeah. it's around the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I want to get on to the Soupy journey for sure, but um, why, why hasn't there been a, a competitor to come in you'd think that there'd be an opportunity there and if the suppliers are looking for an alternative i mean they've got you but uh, at big scale retail competing with a duopoly you'd think they'd be in why haven't they been in yeah so if we take uh, an international perspective so why haven't the big players come to new zealand well for them we're we're such small fry right we're a very small population we've got a very uh um, interesting geography, um, which makes it difficult for them. Um, we don't have a massive city like they do, where you know Melbourne's the size of our entire population. Yeah, New um, Zealand. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why there's there's challenges within our market, um, but also the the opportunity for them. Um, yeah, they can make a little bit of money, but it's not as much as if they kept expanding within the countries that they already are. You know we're we're at the bottom of of the world, um, Here we are. Yeah. so yeah, it, it doesn't quite that economy. The opportunity probably isn't there for them. They they've definitely got New Zealand on their radar, um, and that's why Costco's arrived. Um, but I think the returns are probably uh, not as much as what they could get elsewhere if they invested in other countries, right? Yeah. and that's why. You know, it's got to be a New Zealand entity that does this because the international guys aren't coming. Um, so, what then? The question is, why hasn't someone done this in New Zealand? Uh, one, we have a duopoly market. I don't know how many times that uh, I've been in, in investment pitches, and they're like the market structure um, is too challenging, and therefore we we don't want to invest in Supi. 
Um, so having a duopoly market is definitely a reason why investors don't want to put their money into a competitor. Um, so I've had to fight really hard to get the investment that we have got um, and bootstrap it as much as possible to keep growing the business. Um, but the bigger we get, um, then the bigger the impact that we can have on New Zealand, the faster we can expand and so on. So, um, yeah, that's why we're quite small at the moment, but yeah. the, the vision's there. Um, well, it's totally scalable, isn't it? Um, across the entire country, anywhere that's connected, basically, and that's anyone with a phone now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've been delivering to the Chatham Islands. Oh, um, really? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no one's um, too far for us to get to them um, and deliver groceries to. Um, but as I said before, we're really only at the start of our journey. We've got so much more work to do, but we're growing as fast as our capital um, and investment um, has been able to allow us. Well, I guess as people see more success and your hard work is is going to be behind that, they'll lighten up a bit in those meetings maybe. Yeah, I think as we um, continue to scale, then uh, investment should flow. Um, but, yeah, it's just these early early parts of the startup um, enterprise. It's no different from any other startup where um, you have to go through multiple raises, keep uh, hitting your targets, and um, more money will continue to flow um, and build up that confidence in, in our business. Right. So what you're saying, it's one of those, so what you're saying type questions is, the government can go on and bang on about, uh, or, or, or the, the the power structure can go on about, you know, we need more competition and let's get someone. It, it sounds like it, it's fanciful. It's it's really not not going to work. You might get one or two in the main centres, but it's not going to benefit anyone, like you say, in Gisborne or Invercargill or something like that. All right, so setting up a business like this, there's the idea, but it, then there's the whole mechanics of it and i imagine once you started getting into it it just got bigger and bigger did it yeah and it just continues to grow like we've uh tripled sales in the last 16 weeks um, uh, well uh, sales is one thing but i mean you know that the project starts to sort of unfold before you they oh this is and, and, it, and it starts to get more you know bigger and more complicated and you got to bust through all the issues yeah, I mean, I guess that's a challenge of any startup is, you know, when you start getting growth, um, yeah, thing, things keep, um, challenges keep popping up. Um, but we've got an incredible team here at Soapy who um, love these challenges. Um, it is quite fascinating uh, being in meetings and catching up with the team and discussing challenges and how we can solve things. So um, I think we're a group of people who are just, yeah, it's something that we love doing um, and we're really passionate about, you know, our end mission or the journey to achieving our mission. Um, so we're doing everything we can every day just to make it happen for Kiwis. It's um, it's actually really quite exciting um, and we're so pumped most days. Um, most days. But as you, yeah, there's, there's challenging days as well. Uh, but um, as I said, uh, just super pumped to make this happen and love hearing the stories from Kiwis who contact us saying, I'm so glad I found you. Um, my groceries are so much cheaper. I can now afford to feed my children fresh produce. And that's wow. what keeps us going. It, it's pretty incredible. So you're able to go below below the duopoly on, on price points for food. Is that, that's what you're saying, right? 
Yeah, exactly. And the last couple of grocery trackers, um, one from stuff.co.nz and the other from NZ Herald, um, we have come out on top in terms of the most affordable groceries. So uh, cheaper than pack and save, surprisingly, um, which is really awesome. And that's definitely um, contributed to one, our suppliers um, being really awesome and in supporting us. But second of all, just our business model. So our business model is all about cutting as much cost out of the system as possible. So when it goes from the food producer into consumers' home homes, what does that process look like? How can we reduce as much cost in that system so that we can hopefully pay suppliers more um, than what the duopoly paying and then charge consumers less? Um, there's obviously got to be a bit left over for us in the middle, but our goal is to make sure that process is um, as efficient as possible um, because that's how we're going to reduce the price of groceries in New Zealand, um, taking out that cost. So we don't have big supermarket car parks, right, because we're not mm. a physical yeah. store. We don't have a big corporate head office with thousands of people. Um, we're all about how can we do this most efficiently as possible so that all Kiwis are rewarded. So what does an average day at Soupy look like? I can, I'm can i just visualising this big warehouse and just a constant stream of food going out the door, never ending. Is that what it's like? Yep, food coming in and food going straight out. So, um, yeah, for example, fresh produce, it comes in on the morning and it goes out that day. We hold very little stock overnight um, so that Kiwis get the freshest food into their households. There's also a reason behind that. We want to reduce as much food waste in the system. We know that Kiwis, uh, their rubbish bins, um, about half of their trash is food-related, so wasted food, and about half of the wasted food is produce that has gone off in their fridge. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, typically people, you know, shop in a store, they buy broccoli because they think they're going to cook it, and then uh, a few days later it's like, oh, no, it, it's gone rotten or it's gone yellow. Um, and so they buff it. So we take the view that if we can get into consumers' homes as quick as possible, then they'll get a week or 10 days of life on their broccoli, giving them the longest opportunity as possible to, to consume it. Um, you know, and our supply chain is so different to that of the duopoly where, you know, they buy in bulk from growers, it gets delivered to a distribution centre from the DC. It gets split out into individual stores. It gets transported to those stores and it sits out back while someone trolleys it onto the shop floor and then it sits on the shop floor and waits for someone to pick it up and put it in their trolley. Then it goes on, on a conveyor belt and put in someone's car. It's such a long supply chain, so much handling. Um, yeah, our... Our model is to cut as much of that process and as much of that handling out so that we're getting that food from grower to consumer as efficiently and as fast as possible. Okay, it's your second birthday today, folks. It's Soupy's second birthday, and it's just a coincidence that Sarah's talking to us on their second birthday. So where are you at now? Yeah. What's the growth been like? And, and I'm thinking that at some point you are going to seriously – come on the radar of those big operators um, like we have for mainstream media because the internet model for broadcasting is so much cheaper and there comes a time when, when you, you get a flip, right? Um, do you think that'll happen anytime soon? 
Yeah, so firstly, in terms of growth, like as I said before, we've tripled sales in the last 16 weeks or so. Um, we've just launched in the Waikato and Bay of Plenty region and in North Auckland uh, with our main supi.co.nz platform. We're also on the market.com and the warehouse.co.nz. So we've got a bit of a partnership with them, which is how we distribute across New Zealand, including to the Chatham's well, that, and Great Barrier. That's a good connection, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's so that, you know, we have access to um, the rest of New Zealand while we continue to build up our, our main platform. Um, so on on the market and the warehouse, um, chilled and frozen products aren't live on that yet. We're working on that. Um, but with a soupy platform, you get all your favourite groceries, um, everything you'd typically see in a supermarket, including the chilled and frozen uh, beer, wine and spirits and, and fresh produce and all your pantry staples. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's definitely a competitor to the big guys. Um, and that's, you know, obviously why at some point we're going to be on their radar. I suspect we probably already are. Um, but the government is definitely looking for more competition. Um, and I'm hoping that we're largely protected from any behaviour that... Predatory, predatory activity. Yeah, exactly, that they might try and do to us. I think New Zealand needs a third player. I hope that they'd agree that um, we're doing our best to do good for New Zealand and that they allow us to to get a, a decent market share. I think we've seen the benefits of two degrees coming into the telco market. Um, two degrees only has 10% market share. Um, and if it's not soupy, then the government at some point in the next decade or so will will do some some further um, make something else happen. Um, maybe it might be uh, incentivizing an overseas player to come in. Um, but for the duopoly, I like to think that uh, soupy's the one that they want to keep in play and have have us in the in the market. Can, can you see? Because you know everyone. From a kid, I remember, you know, going to the supermarket, it's been such a, a part of life for getting your food. But things, like I just said before, they can flip quick. And it makes a lot more sense, really, uh, in busy lives to to do it the new way. Um, can you see that overtaking the bricks and mortar stores? Because the overheads of operating them, I mean, they must burn up huge overheads operating them that you don't have. Um, it seems like the logical way in the future to do it and maybe not not too far away. Yeah, like a, I mean. No brainer, you know. Internationally, it continues to grow, um, but it's probably topping out about just over a third of people doing their grocery shopping online, um, both in Europe and, and in um, America. Um, we'll likely see that here. Still, it's early days for the New Zealand market, so so much more growth. Um, to happen in the online space. Um, but I think Kiwis still like the experience. They like getting out of their homes. They like going into, <laughs> into stores. That's why Going to the supermarket? Have, You're kidding me. Well, that's why malls haven't like died, store. right? Um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I think there is a place, and I do respect the duopoly. They've provided a, a service to Kiwis for such a long period of time. Um, but the market structure isn't working for, for New Zealand, so we do need to do something about it. Um, our for soupy um, big stores with big car parks aren't what we're looking to do. We're 
um, our physical strategy uh, is something a bit different, um, more community focused. Um, I'm really excited about it. Again, it's something that's happening overseas that isn't happening here in New Zealand. Um, I think it's going to be quite different for Kiwis, but something that they really love and, yeah, really bringing back some of the values that we've had um that we've lost, um, but are definitely part of our history. So, yeah, I can't say too much about it, but I'm really looking forward to bringing back um, some more things to do with the community and, um, yeah. Well, I think our listeners would like to hear that sort of thing. So there you go. All right, just to, to wind up, um, you, you're probably not the only person, well, you, you were thinking about it earlier than most, but there'll be others. Um, and obviously the... Um, the legacy operators can uh, ramp up their online ordering and delivery. Uh, any idea of what sort of competition you might face? Is there anything on the horizon? Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's such an interesting market, but we are so focused on what we're doing for, for New Zealand. We are going to stay true to our mission. Um, I really want to make sure that we're solving the problems that we have in New Zealand um, including solving through poverty so that people don't have to, you know, shop with us and then go, oh, crap, like, I can't afford this food. I'm going to have to go down to a food bank. Like, food banks just should not exist in New Zealand. When we it's more than so just business food. to you. Sorry to interrupt, but i, I got to say, it's more than just business to you, eh? I can tell. Yeah, exactly. And I think that will be what sets us apart from anyone that does the same is that um, and if you listen to Simon Sneak, it's all about the why. Why do you do what you do? It's not about business. It's not necessarily about generating profit. Profits are important for reinvestment and um, being able to build capital value. So I'm definitely into that. But there's got to be more to why you're setting up a business and why you're in the market. Um, and this is what drives not just me, but our entire team, as well as our investors. So um, yeah, there's got to be more to it. And we haven't even spoken about, you know, what we're doing in terms of sustainability, the environment, soft plastics, um, circular delivery, a whole bunch of the other things that we're doing, um, helping suppliers reinvest in their um, technology in terms of creating more sustainable packaging, what we can do around that. So there's there's a whole bunch of issues in the food system that needs to be addressed. Um, and while people can, you know, set up a website and uh, deliver food online, there's got to be more more to it than that. And we we're here for Kiwis. Um, and I wish the government would listen because, you know, we have a, a national airline. We've got Kiwi Bank. We've got, um, you know, houses being built by the government. So why not uh, address the food system? Um you know, MSD spends a, more than a billion dollars on food each year with the duopoly at retail prices. We could instantly save them forty percent, forty five percent, just by wow, them, really, just by them investing in us. Um, so there's so much the government could do in this space, um, but again, they've they've got to have the the courage um, to do something not radical because we've seen them. No, it's not radical. A, it's not radical create, at all. Yeah, we've seen them create Kiwi Bank. Um, yeah, that hasn't been a success. There's there's issues within that, but I strongly feel that they are probably um, have the they do have the ability to to do this for New Zealand um, and quite rapidly as well. They could solve this. Um, the other suggestion that the 
the government is looking at doing is breaking up the duopoly through retail divestment. And that's just not going to work. That That's just going to create an oligopoly. We've got to have a player that is doing what Soupy's doing and have um, the food system in mind and, and correcting it. Um, that's got to be our future. Otherwise, we're just going to have a duopoly for the next decade or so, um, unless Soupy succeeds. Okay, so if our listeners are interested in in trying Soupy, probably some are already. Um, it, it, you mentioned sort of regional um, websites. I think uh, I, I might have missed that, but I, I've got the website up here. I, I'm in Wellington, so I guess I'm I'm served here. Am I? Um, no so problem. You're served through the market.com and the website. Oh, through the market. Okay. Yep. So but- so you you can be anywhere in the country. You can be in the Chatham Islands. Uh, however, whatever portal you go through, you can get to it. Um, or they can go to find out specifically about you to supi.co.nz. And happy birthday. Happy birthday. Well done. Thanks so much, Paul. Okay. Sarah Bale of Supi here on Reality Check Radio. And all the best to you. Thank you. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.